Hello and welcome to Rollins Around Town. I'm Sam Stark and I serve as the Vice President of Communications and External Relations here at Rollins College. My role allows me to engage in the Central Florida community on many levels and it is my responsibility to help connect the dots between the college and the community at large. The dots I refer to are opportunities for college stakeholders, faculty, staff, and students to have access to leaders and professionals in our region. This helps Rollins deliver on our mission while also uplifting the brand of the college throughout Central Florida. The goal of the show is to share the role, the important role Rollins plays in town and how important the college is to our region. So thank you for joining us this morning and it is my pleasure to introduce my guest and friend, Leah Nash, Rollins class of 2000 and currently the executive director of the Central Florida League of Women Voters. Leah, so great to have you on the show, and thanks for being with us. Good morning, Sam. Love How to are you? see you back on campus. It is good to be. It's beautiful. I'm going to do one quick correction, though. It's the League of Women Voters of Florida. Of Florida. Yes, Sorry. Yes, because we have 29 chapters, so Orange County is one of our chapters. So uh, I'll, I'll tell you more about yeah, that later. Yeah, I want to hear more but, about that. Well, thank you. That's good. Um, I'm so excited to be here. It's gorgeous. Yes. This is my second time in the new building. It's pretty awesome. And I'm pretty jealous. <laughs> As we, I have to admit, I'm very jealous. It's yes, gorgeous here. It's pretty good. And you had your own stint on WPRK, which, again, we can talk about in a minute and uh, a little bit later. Um, let's start by just giving us your quick story, sort of how did you get to Where did you grow up and how did you yeah. get to Rollins? I am actually a native Floridian. I grew up in Titusville, Florida, which is the East Coast. Uh, let's see what else. I born and raised there, which... You know, like, I, I went felt. to school with all the same people since I was, <laughs> like, in kinder, preschool Yeah. to graduating from high school. And then I went to Vanderbilt for my freshman year of college, and I was a little bit homesick. So I ended up coming to back to Central Florida and was here at Rollins, which I actually consider not a minute, not in terms of, like, uh, the college itself, but, like, Physically, it's like a miniature Vanderbilt. <laughs> it's right. very similar. But I loved it. I came as a sophomore transfer, which can be kind of hard. Right. But um, I found a spot and a place here, and I found things that I loved. And I graduated in the year 2000, which I, is unbelievable to me now. <laughs> when <laughs> I tell people that, I'm like, I, I can't believe I graduated in 2000. <laughs> so what did you study? My major was anthropology, okay. and my minor was communications, and then I went on to UCF to get a, a master's in communications, and I believe that I use my degree every day. That's awesome. I mean, that's really kind of one of the one of the questions that I oh. like to get at, particularly with Rollins mm. alums, is, <laughs> you know, can can you pinpoint skills you learned or developed at Rollins that that you know help to give you some of these tools to to be successful in your in your professional career? Absolutely. I decided to major in anthropology, which is a study of people and culture. And I like I just said I use it every day cuz my job is all about communications and my minor is in communications too. Right. So when you put those two things together, it's basically humans. Like, I believe that I'm a, a humanist type of person. <laughs> People say, oh, what's your party affiliation? Or, you know, I do have one. But um, I really just kind of think 
that what this, the things I learned at Rollins through school, classes, et cetera, plus just the college experience helps me every single day. Yeah. It's just people. Get to know people. You that, know. That's it. That helps. What did you want to do with your degree? Did you have any did you have any plan or thought of it when you were a junior and senior here? <laughs> <laughs> so I went to Career Center here. I think it's called is it called something else? A now? Career in Life Planning. Career, oh, that's yeah, nice. Center for Career and Life Planning. Oh, that's very yeah, nice. Very good. So I went to the Career Center. I think on the day before we had to turn in our internships, <laughs> I think. And at that point, Going back to graduating in 2000, this was like, you know, 1998, there was a big, big books on the shelf right. <laughs> of internships. <laughs> and I pulled them down and I looked through them and I just started making, um, you know, uh, just appointments for interviews. And I got an interview at a radio station, uh, which turned out to be a ton of fun. I thought I wanted to be in radio promotions. Um, then I also, uh, that was my first internship. At ra- like I said, at a radio station. Yeah. So um, I guess maybe it's it's in my, I don't know, blood, I guess, or For something. For sure. And then I after that, I got an internship at a nonprofit organization. And that's when I really started loving to do work uh, in nonprofit because I understood that I could give back to my community and and be a part of the community, yeah. and also get paid. <laughs> right. Who knew? <laughs> and it felt good. So I continued in my nonprofit journey. I tried a few other things. I realized um, it was – I liked nonprofit, so I came back to it, and that's where I've been ever since pretty much. I love it. Did you did you have really um, memorable uh, mentors and, um, you know, faculty uh, favorites when you were here? Here at Rollins, yeah. I had uh, – in the anthropology department, I don't think they're here anymore. Huh. I can't, it's so funny. I can see their faces, yeah, but I can't I remember can relate. their names right now. Oh. Uh, uh, <laughs> I should have gone back and looked at all my stuff. <laughs> no, it happens. Um, but definitely, uh, my classes were so impactful because they were small. Yeah. I could ask questions. Um, people gave us, you know, we could pick up the phone and, and call your professor. And if, if, they, if you had questions, they were just there for you. Yeah. So nice. And then the the community here is really great. So I was telling Emily, who was just here a minute ago, um, and that's a great story too. That just happened. Right. Um, I met you, Sam, yep. through the Rollins Career Center. I, I was coming close to graduation again. I thought, oh no, <laughs> what am I going to do? <laughs> right. Yeah. I went to the Career Center, and I said, please introduce me to Rollins alums that can help me. Like, this is what I need. And, and they sent me to you. That's, so that's memorable for me for sure. I, I went into your office. You owned your own company at the time. Yeah. I asked you some straight out questions and <laughs> you were pretty honest with that's me. That's right. And we've been friends since. Indeed. Absolutely. I love that. So besides time spent in the classroom at Rollins, did you did you do other things? Were you involved mm-hmm. extracurricularly? And what were those experiences yeah. like for you? I uh, was in, or I still am, uh, uh, in Capa Delta. So that's, I was part of the sorority life here. I nice. uh, had a ton of fun and I've made lifelong friends, you know. So it's, <laughs> you kind of don't realize it when it's happening. Right. But now it's like, oh my gosh, we've been friends for 20 plus years. <laughs> it's amazing. And I, I could just see their kids and, um, you know, they, it's just fun watching their kids grow up and seeing what they're doing and, and, Having that just link 
to right. someone. You know, it's just friendship. It's fun. It is. It's love. And it's meaningful and it's long lasting. Mm-hmm. Uh, you talked about Emily, Emily Marshall, who was a guest on our show a couple of weeks ago and um, and her dad, who was, you know, one of my lifelong friends because of because of Rollins. So, and she may come intern with right. me this summer because I heard your show. I heard that she was a poli-sci major and I thought, oh, she might be interested in internship. And sure enough. Yeah. That's what we were talking about this morning. <laughs> it's the power of Rollins. That's it what is. Rollins around town is all about. So I'd love <laughs> to see those things happen. So I, I, you know, this is something that I ask Rollins alums a lot is, you know, if you had to break it down by percentage, sort of what's the, what, what's the in-class versus out-of-class learning percentage? You know, for some people, it's really important. They had to learn everything in class and take that to their next, you know, phase of life. To some of us, <laughs> we, we got as much or a lot out of out of class learning experiences and opportunities. What, how, what was that like for you? Uh, first of all, I want to remind you, I'm an anthropology and communications major <laughs> minor, so math, not so. I'm just kidding with you. Um, the answer is fifty fifty for yeah, me. I love that because <laughs> I love the things that I learned in class. But if you ask me specifically some things or about a certain culture, you know, I took all. I can't tell you those things now, but I can. Remember the experience, right? You know, about class, um, and then the other thing is, is if I, if, if I want to learn about something, just something, it, that would be have been a hard time in my life to do it because I was so curious about other things. You know, um, I'd love to go back to college now and learn <laughs> about something specifically because then I could be really focused if right. I had the time to do it. But um, I definitely think at least 50-50. And, and it's a wonderful thing to be able to be part of a community. Um, for sure, the experience is not just class. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel the same way. I like mm-hmm. that. So you, you sort of touched on it, but you've had some interesting jobs. And, <laughs> um, and, and in a lot of ways, you know, when I was sort of checking out your, your, your bio on LinkedIn, you know, you've had a bit of a non-linear career path, <laughs> kind of like like me. Yeah. Um, ha- has it been fun and interesting? Has it been stressful and um, you know confusing along the way? H- how has it been to kind of get to the point that you're at today? <laughs> yes, <I'll> answer <laughs> all, all those above. questions. Yes, and I think that's perfectly normal. And I want people to understand that that's like perfectly normal. There's no straight path. Some people have a straight path, but I did not have a straight path to understanding. Um, where I want to be. And it's still not. I mean, like, I, there are still ups and downs every single day. And I think it's important for people to know that. It's very normal. Um, the other thing is, is I learned something from every single job that I had. And I believe I was meant to be there. No matter how long I was there or how short I was there, it might have just been to meet a certain person. Right. You know, life is like that. Life gives you the experiences that you need to grow and become the person you are. So, yeah, um, yeah it's 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 been a crazy ride, but it's been a fun ride. <laughs> and I've met a ton of amazing people who have influenced me and impacted me and shaped me. Yeah. So I feel very lucky. That's great. Mm-hmm. What you know, as you sit in your seat now, 20 years later, what, what advice do you have for Rollins students who are looking to enter, you know, the working world today? Uh, I st- 20 years. Come on. Yeah. Don't get me started. I mean, I don't even want to tell you, remind <laughs> you that I'm a smidge older than I you. I have to giggle. Like, <laughs> oh, I can't even believe it. <laughs> I would say, so if you're in school right now, I'd say 
be open to the possibilities. You know, take an internship. Learn about something you might not be so interested in because you might find that you really like it. Or you might do an internship that you think is like 100% what you want to do and understand, uh-oh, <laughs> that is it. not what I wanted to do at all, and I right. do not like it at all. So take the experiences. If I could go back to college, I would minor in a language. I would love to know, like be fluent in a language. I would love to um, have taken advantage of international travel. Yeah. Rollins has like these great international programs and I didn't do it. Yeah. What was I thinking? <laughs> I should have done it. Yeah. I could have been in Madrid, you know, making tapas and, you know, whatever. Right. But these experiences also shape and influence you and, and do it. Um, so that's kind of more maybe practical advice, but more like universal advice is, you know, take it easy on yourself. We're going to learn so many things throughout our entire lives. People make mistakes, and, you know. Give yourself a break. Give other people a break too. Yeah, that's you nice. Know? That's good advice. It's, people yeah. are going through stuff. My my show here on WPRK a couple years ago was called "Sitting Atop a Pile of Poop," <laughs> and the view is spectacular because yeah. I believe people go through poopy things. <laughs> I, that was my next question: is to tell us a bit more about your show and sort of the why behind your show. Well, like I said, it's called um, "Sitting Atop a Pile of Poop." And the view is spectacular. <laughs> and it's a lot, it was a, I don't recommend having a show with a, a title that long. Right. Because it's hard to promote. <laughs> right. You had a good emoji that I think people probably yeah, are people familiar with. Like the poopy emoji for sure. <laughs> yes. um, but I did it because I honestly believe people go through hard stuff, but they are so resilient and have amazing stories and come out on top. My story is, is I have a, a disease called myasthenia gravis, which kind of stopped me in my tracks. But I had to figure out how to live with a disease with no cure. Right. And I feel like I came out on top. You yes. know, I'm living. For sure. And when I started telling people my story, they started telling me their stories. And when I um, was having trouble talking, because that's one of the symptoms with myasthenia gravis, uh, I was having trouble talking, and then I came to a Rollins alumni event. I was talking to someone. I don't know who it was. And I, I was telling him my story, and I said, well, now I feel good because I can talk more. And she said, oh, you should you should get a show on WPRK. And I said, okay. <laughs> and then <laughs> I did it. Yeah, you did. <laughs> and then, like I said, when I started people telling my story, they told me their stories, and I thought, oh, my gosh, there's so many amazing stories out there of, of individual stories, of community stories, of just everything. Yeah. And I wanted to give people a platform to, like, tell them, so I did. You did a great job. I loved <laughs> Sam the, was on my show. I you were on my show. I being on your show, and I loved seeing all the promotions for it more. That was kind of always fun to see <laughs> that. <laughs> so... Talk about where you are today. Tell us about the League of Women Voters and, you know, sort of um, mission and organizational purpose. Okay, sure. I'm with the League of Women Voters of Florida. Of Florida. We're a statewide organization. We support 29 chapters across the state. So we have, we're a membership, we're a nonprofit and a membership organization. So we have thousands of, of, of people who are members who believe in our mission, which is empowering voters and defending democracy. So 
we consider ourselves the defenders of democracy. And I'm allowed in my job to support these amazing people in doing that and help help them by providing resources and, and just um, not so much guidance, but just making sure that everything keeps going and that we have everything there for them. So that's like my job, and I, I love it. That's fascinating. So is there a central, there's a central Florida chapter? We have chapters. So it's a, it, they're pretty much by counties. Yeah. So there is an Orange County chapter. Okay. If you want information on the league state, it's lwvfl.org. But if you were here in Orlando, or, or we have Orange County and Seminole County. Right. So, um, for example, Orange County would be lwvoc.org. Excellent. And uh, uh, memberships are free for students right now. Memberships are free for students. Mm-hmm. That's fantastic. Mm-hmm. So, so empower yeah. voters <laughs> and defend democracy. I mean, that's pretty broad, um, but obviously that gives you a lot of flexibility. How do you determine, you know, key issues for for, for the work you're doing on Absolutely. an annual basis? That's a great question because our focus is our voting rights and um, empowering voters through voter registration, voter education. But you're right, we do have a broad range of interests. So every year, every two years, we have a convention. And much like I was just telling Emily, much like kind of like a sorority, we our members vote on what they think is important. So they, we have what's called a program and then our members put forward proposals. And then as a membership, we vote on what we think is important. And then we work on that for the next two years. Our foundation is, empowering voters and right. defending democracy. But we may have issues that we're also interested in, like health care or in the environment. And then we have action teams that work on those. Hmm. During session, we're watching all of those. And if there are priorities, we're kind of watching the bills. And then we may um, stand up and testify in support or opposition of them uh, so that we're, our, our, our name is out there and, and what we stand up for is out there. Fascinating. That's a, I mean, that's a massive um, job in so many ways <laughs> um, and such a cool opportunity, I think. Um, how do you wrestle with, you know, today's politics? In other words, everybody says you're either leaning this side or that side. Like, do you guys lean somewhere? Yeah. Do you try to really stay centered on, on issues without sort of going deep into the, yeah. to the muck? That, that's a, a good question. We are nonpartisan, so we do not take position or support or oppose any candidates. Mm-hmm. We provide education. We do take position on issues. So, for example, right now there's a bill out there about um, voting that we're very involved in, we're yeah. very active, and we're very uh, opposed to. So we take opposition to that. Yeah. Um, and that you know is a lot of legislative work our board of directors is very very involved um and we're watching sessions so like right now it's the last week of session so we're watching very closely and and doing what we can to support voting rights and protect actually this we're trying to protect them right do you and so are your members your grassroots supporters they are so our members it's like I said, it's a membership, and these are just amazing people who who have a heart to defend democracy and empower voters. Like I know it's, I'm amazed by it. I was, I am a member, and that's how I became involved with the league because 
I believe that people have the right to vote and they should exercise, not should, I want them to exercise it. Right. So I joined the league as a volunteer myself because that was my belief. And like I, I mentioned, we have several action teams. So whatever you're interested in, you can get involved in. If you're interested in healthcare, if you're interested in the environment. My interest was in voter services. So I joined the Voter Services Committee. I started registering voters. Uh, I had to learn about that. I under I learned that voter services didn't just entail going out and registering voters. It was about voter education as well. So we held candidate forums. We have an online vote, vote, um, voter education resource. We do all these things uh, to educate voters on issues and candidates so that they can make their own choices. And I loved it. And I took a leadership role. I became the uh, chairperson of the Voter Services Committee, and I love that. And then um, I joined the Board of Directors. I mean, it's just one of those organizations that if you have a passion for it, which most of the people do, you can really make a difference. Yeah. And that's amazing. It could be a, like little things that you do. Going out to register voters at an event can make a difference for that person. Right. All the way up to if you want to be president of an organization. And I mean, it's amazing the opportunity that you have with an organization like this for yourself, but also for your community. Yeah. And I'm so lucky That's to be a part of that. Amazing. I know you're obviously on a local level. I know you're on a state level. Are, are you national too? We are, yes. Okay. So like, just like you said, 29 chapters statewide, Florida, um, and then the League of Women Voters U.S. How, how much of your work, I mean, are you traveling the state? I mean, you've, let, me go, let me go back. When did you start your job? December. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right. So you December. started right in the middle of it all. Uh, so you don't even know what it's like to run the organization kind of on, on, on the best day. You've been dealing with and, – and, and your job, I mean, it, it is a face-to-face job in so many ways in to so be, many ways, I yes. think, ultra-effective. And to your point earlier, you're all about human connection and human relationships, and you exceed, you know, succeed and thrive <laughs> you know, face-to-face. How, how hard has your job been <laughs> since you first started because of COVID? Uh, I will say that our membership, we do a lot of virtual stuff now, just like everybody else. And I think that our membership was a little bit afraid, just like everybody else, of the virtual life, Zoom. But once we started doing it, golly jeepers, they embraced it. (laughs) So it's okay right now. Some things may even be easier um, with our statewide membership. So now I can meet with someone in Tallahassee a little bit easier or meet with someone in the Keys. So I have a board of directors where they're statewide. Literally, our first vice president is in uh, Bay County, which is up north. Our treasurer is in Key West. Our president happens to be here in Orlando, but that will all change at convention in June. Right. But it's just an example that the people I talk to the most are all over and virtual kind of helps me in that regard. And then also in terms of lobbying, you know, we we encourage our members to be meeting with their um, legislators. Yep. And we have a lobby day every year where we go to Tallahassee. Well, this year we couldn't. Right. It was virtual. So sometimes we have a, a better chance of getting a meeting if it's virtual just because the right. legislator may have 
15 minutes to go on Zoom, but not 15, you know, they might not be around in their office. Right. So it's pros and cons for sure. Yeah. But I look forward to the time when I can maybe travel a little bit more <laughs> and, and meet my members face to face. Yeah. And our members, like, they, I can't say it enough, they care about the mission so much. They call, they pick up the phone. I'm getting to know a lot of people just yeah, that way. That's fantastic. So what happens after session? You're, you know, the, the bills and the, the issues you're fighting for and against are, are going to be either voted mm-hmm. into law or not. And, th- and then what's next? Well, there's a lot of things going on. And I, I, like I said, it's my first year doing this in this role. Uh, so it's kind of all new to me in that regard. But I have a, we have a vision and a plan. Um, if thing, you know, things might go, like you said, into law this week, or it won't be this week, we're voted on this week and then eventually into law. If some of those things happen, that means that things may change for voters. The law may make the rules different. Right. So we as the league are going to take that responsibility on to help educate the voters. So if something happens like um, now you have to register vote by mail every year instead of every two years, we're going to make sure that we're educating the citizens of Florida, so that they don't miss the opportunity to vote. Right. If um, if the law says these are bills that are could potentially pass and they get signed into law, we we don't. It hasn't happened yet. But yeah. if the law says now you need a piece of paper, a attestation form to drop off someone else's um, ballot. Right. We're going to let people know that you could get in trouble if you don't have that attestation form and how to get it. That stuff's not even out there yet, but we're thinking about stuff like that. We're, right. We want to get to colleges. Yeah. You know, do you work with Rollins in any way? Do you, do you know? I think Orange County, when I was for services, we would come on campus yeah. and register voters. And then, of course, this year, yeah. or you know, the past year has been difficult. Yeah. We would love to. Yeah, I, I know Rollins um, organiz- you know, gets gets recognized annually for having some of the higher voter, highest we voter would participation. Love to. Um, our intern this year, Patty, or this semester, uh, there was a bill that was out that we were educating the public about that we thought college students would like to know about. And she was working with, I forget which program it was. Um, the woman's name was Bailey, but I can't remember. So yeah. here. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, great. Uh, our community engagement team, uh, Bailey Clark and, and uh, Meredith Hine and Mickey Meyer do an amazing oh, yeah, job. Oh, yeah, Mickey, Mickey. Yeah, so um, they're very involved in that and support that, both yes. on a local state and national and national level so well, we'd love to continue that relationship or, or strengthen it yeah for sure do you do um you know i know you don't support candidates directly but do you do candidate training in other words if i'm interested in running for an elected office can can the can your organization help me at least understand what i'm getting myself into not really yeah. there's other organizations who can do that or are doing that so we don't really feel like we need to our, our focus in terms of elections is educating the voter. Uh, so we have a great resource called vote411.org. You can go on it. What we do is we go ahead and solicit. Um, we create interviews, our chapters do. So it's 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 like local, state, and federal, but we work on the local and state level. Uh, we create interviews. We go to the candidates. We ask them to answer the exact same questions for all the candidates. We do not edit any of the answers, and then we put them up on a website. So... If you're here, the elections are coming up, you could look up candidates for all of your races right. plus um, issues. That's so great. 
And then we'll list even things like uh, who supports this issue, who doesn't, you know, it's just so you can, it's basically so you can make your own decision. Right. We're not telling you what to do at all. Are, are any or many elected officials, both in the state and I guess even on local level, are they members of the, of the league? Some are. Yeah. 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 And I, we fun. encourage everybody to be a member of the league. Uh, it's illegal women voters, but we have several, like lots of male um, members and in, in leadership. Uh, the only people that aren't allowed to join are folks under 16 because <laughs> they can't, you yeah, know, just, right. That's right. I, you can pre-register to vote as early as 16. So what's your impression of politics now that you're really <laughs> deep in the weeds versus pre uh, this, this job? Oh, golly. I think it kind of depends on the time of year. <laughs> right. I was at a friend's house this, this weekend, and we were, we were kind of talking about politics, and I kind of came across sounding a little bit jaded. And usually I'm a very, like, naive, optimistic person, and um, I, I, I think I just have a more realistic view of, of what's happening. And it's good to understand yeah. those type of things. And it's, it's good because then you can... In my role, maybe I can help make a change somehow. So knowledge is power, I guess. That's for sure. <laughs> I love it. Your bio on the on the website says that you play the ukulele. <laughs> you want, do you want to explain that and <laughs> give, give me any insight into that? I do. I actually call her the ukulele. Of course you do. <laughs> of course I do. <laughs> I, I wanted to play an instrument that I could take around with me and the guitar i'm like a smaller person so the ukulele made sense and then i actually took classes at the dr phillips summer cool which i loved uh and my friend sharon took classes with me so it's a great way to kind of like hang out with your friend and i didn't even realize that i could call the ukulele until the first day of class and i was like oh my god you know <laughs> of course everyone's like oh, mm. oh um, love <laughs> it. who's this chick <laughs> That's so I good. took classes, and um, it's been a ton of fun. It's not hard to learn. You can even go on YouTube and learn. Uh, and then I started going to ukulele jam with the ukuleleans, and now I'm part of the band, and it's it's a fun thing to do. I love it. Mm -hmm. Good for you. It's another great community thing. It's like it's a band, but we have these jams, and everybody's invited. Right. Outside of COVID. Right. And uh, Janine, who runs it, she puts a screen up, and it has all the chords and the lyrics to song. So we all play and sing, and just it's just have fun together. Very cool. It's music, fun, love. Love it. So you know you've been involved in Central Florida for a long time now, and and really the root of this show is is partially to share the impact uh, of Rollins around mm -hmm. town. Yeah. You know, both as an institution, but also um, some of our individuals from from all levels of the of the institution. What What's your observation, you know, about Rollins around town? Is is Rollins? Um, it's, I know it's a bit of a loaded question, but um, you know, how impactful and how present do you see Rollins around town in your in your world? I think Rollins is just a, a wonderful part of our community. It's nice to be able to drive down the street and see see my campus. I mean, I I live and work in downtown Orlando. It's not far from here. It took me you know, not very long to get here. And I was lucky to have a, a parking spot, which was, nice. <laughs> I was very grateful that for. Was Thank good. you, Sam. <laughs> um, but 
it's nice to see it's just nice to be part of a community or like if you go somewhere and you say blah 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 you went to Rollins and someone says I went to Rollins too you feel you know a connection and that's that's really nice I imagine that if you didn't live here if that happened in another city like Boston it would be even more impactful yeah but it's it's just it's a beautiful campus it's I feel very fortunate I was a student here and I was also a student at UCF um, the experience was great I met a ton of great people and I, I just it's just fun having that connection and there's so many more people here that you feel connected to right love that well is there anything else you want to tell us either about you or the league or anything else uh, we're sharing about uh, oh gosh. your journey and experiences or um, I don't I guess just take every moment, there you, go. you know, don't worry. You know, I kind of live my life like don't dwell too much on the past. Don't think too, too, too much on the future. I mean, have plans, but don't like freak out about it. Live in today, you know, do what's. Yeah, love it. I don't know. That's, that's what I've learned in my life. I like it. Well, you have an amazing uh, spirit about you, <laughs> and um, I've always enjoyed that and appreciate all that uh, you're doing, particularly in your new role, which I'm just so – they should feel so lucky to oh. be able to have you in that role, well, and I'm excited you, to see you even take that league and that organization to, to new levels. So that will be fun to watch. So, Leah Nash, thank you so much for being with us, and um, – can't wait to continue to follow your journey. So thanks for being here today. Thank you, Sam. And thank you, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> and next week, our own uh, Sammy Otimo will be our guest on the show. Sammy is, um, we'll learn more about her, but she's graduating uh, in the next couple weeks. And so as a tribute and a thank you, we're going to hear about Sammy's journey to Rollins and in Rollins and what's next for, uh, for Sammy. So stay tuned for that show next week. So thanks for joining us uh, on Rollins Around Town. Keep updated on our show and our guests. Follow us on Facebook at Rollins Around Town and uh, Instagram as well. And you can subscribe to our podcast on Apple, Google, and Spotify. So with that, wish you all a great day and thanks for tuning in.